Well, hey there. Welcome to the Will Preach for Food podcast. My name is Doug. I'm pastor here at Faith Lutheran Church. We are based out of beautiful Shelton, Washington. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can learn all about us at that website of ours, www.faithshelton.org. I want to thank you for making this podcast part of your day. Well, today I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to talk about 20 Minutes. The title of this sermon is Gifts of the Spirit. You're going to need a Bible as usual, but you'll also want some crayons or markers and some really thick paper, as this podcast uh, includes a drawing and coloring assignment. We're going to start, though, with a paragraph from a primer on the Christian faith called the Small Catechism, which has this to say about the Holy Spirit. I believe that by my own understanding and strength, I cannot believe in Christ Jesus my Lord or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy and kept me in the true faith, just as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Christ Jesus in the one common true faith. Daily, in this Christian church, the Holy Spirit abundantly forgives all sins, mine and those of all believers. On the last day, the Holy Spirit will raise me and all the dead and will give to me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. Well, when Christians think about and talk about God, we use kind of triple speak. That is to say, we, there's a Trinitarian nature of God. We think of God as creator, redeemer, sustainer, or as father, son, spirit. One God, yet also a divine community. Today, I'm talking about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sort of the part of God that's in us and in the world today. This Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies each one of us individually, and yet also somehow collectively as the church. The Spirit is the source of faith and the giver of life. Uh, without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't know God or be able to put our trust in God, and we certainly wouldn't be able to manage to hold together this missionary venture known as the Christian Church. And so in our Lutheran tradition, we say we believe that we can't believe, at least not without a jolt of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God has been around since before creation in the beginning, hovering over the waters in Genesis 1. The same Spirit of God occupies the tabernacle in the wilderness and later the temple in Jerusalem. The Spirit shows up in people and in circumstances throughout the Old Testament stories, with God pouring out the Spirit upon heroes and leaders and prophets of Israel, from Moses to Malachi, Samson to Saul, Deborah to Esther, David to Daniel. The Holy Spirit is all over the life, ministry, and teaching of Jesus as well. The Bible describes how at his baptism, Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit, which immediately drives Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. It's the Spirit of God that anoints Jesus to preach the good news, giving Jesus power to heal and raise the dead. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit will come after him to give his followers everything that they need. He releases the Spirit at his death and then breathes the Holy Spirit onto his disciples after his resurrection. Well, then a couple months later, the Holy Spirit goes viral at Pentecost. 
The Spirit's no longer limited to a temple or city or nation or individual. The Holy Spirit now resides in the hearts and lives of people, and not just a few heroes and prophets, but all the people of God. The Spirit is a cloud-based system now, the cloud of witnesses, you and me, the people of God, the church. Each one of us, recipients of the gift of the Holy Spirit and of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is that God is always with us. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are the ways that God accomplishes God's purposes in the world today through us. Today, I'm going to spend most of my time talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And to do that, we're going to look at the Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with the first verse. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there's given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and this Spirit distributes them to each one just as he determines. The first thing the Bible says here is that spiritual gifts are not random and they're not generic. Only the Spirit of Jesus Christ can offer gifts that are truly good. So sorcery and witchcraft, they're inherently dangerous, and they're opposed to the will and purposes of God. Those spirits don't have your best interests at heart. Those spirits only want to use you, not equip you. Word of advice, when it comes to spiritual gifts, check the label. You want to make sure you're getting the real thing, the Jesus Christ thing, and not some cheap knockoff spirituality. And then in verse 4, the Apostle Paul begins to describe the nature of the gifts of the Spirit of God. There are lots of different gifts, but they all come from one and the same Spirit. The same God who delights in an endlessly diverse creation also loves it when God's creatures manifest a variety of expressions of the Spirit. Everyone just a little different, but it's the same Spirit on the same team. Each manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, the Bible says. Strategically distributed, intentionally given. Quiz for you. What percentage of Christians possess precisely the spiritual gifts we were meant to have? Answer, 100%. Question, what are the chances that you have a gift of the Holy Spirit in you? Again, the answer, 100%. The third question, what are the odds that God skipped you in the spiritual gifts department? Zero. No, God doesn't make junk. 
Now, in the next section of this chapter, the Apostle Paul, writing, compares the idea of spiritual gifts to the human body. And so we pick it up again in verse 12 of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. He writes this, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. What Paul is saying here is that the church is like the human body, right? This body, the body of Christ, is made up of all sorts of different body parts, body members. And these are not just random parts thrown together. There's a specific design. A body needs all its parts, right? Well, that's the way the church is, Paul says. God has designed the church as a body, and a body isn't complete without all its parts. Each one is precious. Each one is important. Each one is strategically placed, and each one has something unique to offer for the common good. We continue at verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Do you hear that? Many parts, one body. Paul's point here is don't ever look at others and think that somehow what they do is more important than what you do. He's very clear here. He says God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as God wanted them to be. Now, on the other hand, pardon the pun, don't imagine that somehow you're more important than others. Listen to verse 21 and following. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there would be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God creates and leads a church that shows and promotes the diversity of God's creation and the unity of God's kingdom. No divisions in the body, equal concern for each other. When a part of the body of Christ is suffering, we all feel it. Well, you know all about this. What happens when a part of your body shuts down, stops working, gets damaged, broken, or injured? It hurts. And the rest of the body feels it, right? Well, community is like that. Church is like that. You, faith, are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. When one member of the body is hurting, the rest of us hurt alongside. 
And when one part of the body celebrates, well, the rest of us get to throw a party too. That's how it works. We're one body, many parts. So the question today is, what body part are you? Seriously, what body part are you? According to God's word today, God has called you, brought you here, strategically placed you right here, right now, in this particular community expression of the body of Christ that is Faith Lutheran Church, equipping you with unique and vital gifts and abilities to be shared for the common good. So again, what body part are you? Yeah, this is a metaphor, so work with me here. Think about the sorts of things that you like to do, the ways you like to serve, the sorts of things that make you feel strong, the types of ministries to which you find yourself drawn. Well, if that were a body part, if you were a body part, what part would it be? Work with me here. I want you to go ahead and draw it. Color it nice and big on that piece of paper. We're going to create a sort of portrait of the body of Christ at Faith Lutheran Church today. Now, if you're listening at home, pause this recording, find some paper and crayons or markers or colored pencils. So you can design something on your computer if you're that tech savvy. But I want you to think about it for a second. And then just start drawing. And while you draw, I'll show you my picture, my body part. While here on the podcast, I'll just tell you about it. That is to say, I drew a pair of eyes, eyes with reading glasses. More than anything over the years, it has always seemed to me that the Spirit has created me and called me to be a set of eyes in the body of Christ. Let me tell you why. Six things. First, I use my eyes to read the Bible, to read and study God's Word. I love to learn. I love to go to school and read about God. Second, I read people, body language. Much of my pastoral care relies on doing my best to see the other person as they are, where they're at, and try to be present with them. I read the room, too. And so that's why my podcast is different than when I preach in front of a live studio audience. Third, I see newcomers. I see who hasn't been around much. I see the person who isn't being greeted during worship I see when there's a a group that that is bonding together. Fourth, I see what's wrong. (laughs) I tend to see typos in the bulletin. I see messy spaces, traffic flow. I see how well a room or a space is or isn't set up to function according to its purpose. Fifth, I see connections everywhere. I see possibilities. I see options. And sixth, I see God at work in the world. I see Jesus and others. I see the effects of the Holy Spirit all over the place. Now, if God has made me to be a set of eyes in the body of Christ, that means that there are many parts of the body I am not. And sometimes I get really discouraged about that. It feels like I'm not enough. I don't sing and heal like Brenda. I don't have Terry's compassion. I don't have my mom's energy or my dad's steadiness. I'm not the teacher and scholar my cousin Daniel is. I'm not the church leader my uncle Keith was. I'm not the visionary that Lauren is. I lack Lowell's discipline, Steve's creativity, and Mary's joy. Which is why Paul's word for me today is so encouraging. Because I am who I am. 
I am who God calls me to be and gifts me to be. And I just have to trust and know that God has strategically placed me in this body, in this place, at this particular point in time. I need to remember that God is very much aware of what I can and can't do, and God seems to be okay with that. Still, God has placed me here as one part of the body of Christ, Faith Lutheran Church, one part of this ministry, one part of many, and that is by design. I am a set of eyes in the body of Christ, and that is enough because the Spirit says it's enough. So again, what body part are you? This Sunday, I've placed a a large stick figure body on the wall here in the back of the sanctuary. And and I can take my picture and I'm going to put it up there where the eyes go. And then I'm going to invite the rest of everyone to do the same with some tape. To place your body part where it belongs in the body of Christ. This is a little harder if you're doing this at home. But you can always take a picture of it and, and send it to us at welcomehome at faithshelton.org. Or you can stop by or, or mail your picture to the church. We can add it to the, to the portrait. We're going to sing it here in worship. We're going to sing a song during the sermon, or right now. And, and, and during this time, we're going to have everyone tape their body part to the wall. And after everyone's done that, we're going to come back and talk about what we see and what we've learned and what comes next. Again, if you've got a small family or a group of people, you can do this. Put it on your refrigerator wall and see what you think. Then take a look at the portrait of the body of Christ. What do you notice? What what do you see? What are our strengths as a congregation? What appears to be lacking a bit, underdeveloped, maybe underappreciated? What surprises you about this body? What does this portrait of Faith Lutheran Church say about God and about us? Now, this is the really cool part. Take a look at our portrait um, and, and, and imagine this exercise involving every member of Faith Lutheran Church. Now, add every Christ follower in Shelton, uh, all the congregations of spirit-filled, spirit-led people of God in Mason County, in Washington State, in the United States of America, in North America, in the Western Hemisphere, in the whole world for all time, past, present, and future. You know that great cloud of witnesses? And we begin to catch a glimpse of the wonder and the power and the beauty and the complexity of the body of Christ, the gift and the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the common good and for the glory of God's name. Can you believe it? Probably not. But the Holy Spirit comes again and again, calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies you, me, each one of us, and forms us into one body. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Do check out our website, www.faithshelton.org, to learn more about the God of Jesus Christ, the God of the Holy Spirit, who loves you, who created you, has a purpose for your life. Sign up for weekly emails, like us on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast, uh, give a financial donation. You know the drill. Thanks, Chaz, for your production work every week. 
And I leave you with this blessing, that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you, that God would look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of that Holy Spirit. Amen.